Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'm J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Barton Hahn sitting in with J. Will. And while I would love to talk about how the New York Knicks last night terrible officiating. Let me guess, you're going to complain about an officiating call. No, seems a, to be a pattern. A lot of headlines happening in New York right now. The Knicks certainly are one of them. But the Giants are making headlines too, guys. The Giants are making headlines. We talked about it earlier in the show, Bart, with the, some of the moves they've made so far in free agency, in trades. But the pressure that's added now, it's sort of that indication that all the Giants ready now take that step. As they showed you something, they showed you life at the end of last season uh, by making a push it, maybe if Nate Sudfeld doesn't come in the game, <laughs> do they make the playoffs again? What the Eagles decided to do at the end of the season there, which was a very questionable move. And a lot of people in New York did not want to – was not happy about that. But we move on. And so did the Giants. They land a free agent that a lot of people coveted. Bart, you said was a big-time free agent. You were excited about it. Yeah. I know he left Etoile. But, I, you know. Leon. Uh, mm-hmm. But a four-year, $72 million deal for Kenny Galladay. It's worth up to seventy-six million. Includes forty million guaranteed. Yeah. So again, he he has become he became Detroit's top target, top wide receiver, and yep. he had Matt Stafford throwing to him to most of the time. He was a pro. That's right, pro bowler. Um, he has had injuries this past season, but the talent certainly is there. So adding him, as we talked about this earlier in the show, but let's revisit when it comes to now, just specifically the Giants. Mm-hmm. You add a piece like that. Kyle Rudolph also added to this with the experience that he has and still the talent that he has, along with the return of Saquon Barkley to full health, you hope. Daniel Jones with another year under his belt, starting to show you a little something, a coaching staff that came in last year and reset the culture there. I really like Joe Judge, by the way. I really like him, and I like how they reset the culture there with the Giants. So with all of this, and I asked you, are they a bit of a sleeper team in the NFC East? But – with all that in mind, all eyes have to be on Daniel Jones now. Are you the guy this year? We'll find out. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's on it's on Danny Dimes. It's on Saquon Barkley, too, because they have to figure out they're going to pick, pick up that fifth-year option. I'm sure he's looking at the McCaffrey money and oh, saying, yeah. hey, well, I, I should be paid like this. Well, he hasn't lived up to expectations. He's been good. He's been good. He showed flashes. But these are two picks from Dave Gettleman that are – Kind of questionable, right? Because remember, he took Saquon Barkley second overall, and look who he passed up. Josh Allen, who was a franchise quarterback. Lamar Jackson, who was a franchise quarterback. Baker Mayfield is somewhere in the middle. So he but had Baker was already taken before the Giants picked Right, 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 right. Sam yeah. Darnold. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Out. So really, it's the first two you mentioned yeah, the are the ones two, that you, you might kick yourself so, about. So, so, you, so, you know, he has to make that decision. If Danny Dimes, he, he can't prove Dave Gettleman right, you know, and say that, hey, listen, we got our quarterback and we got a yellow jacket, as Dave Gettleman wants to say. I think Dave Gettleman is all in. I think he's under the pressure, and I believe this is his fourth year as the, as the uh, general manager. Mm-hmm. He has to win. He's throwing around money that you've never seen him throw around. Right? You think about the Leonard Williams, $21 million for a guy that's a good player. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's putting him slightly below – Aaron Donald, he, which he, he was is fantastic not. Yeah, late last year. That defense started coming around, and he was a big so part of it. Yeah, but, and they but, gave up a lot for him, so you kind of feel like right, right, we got to make right, him, we got to establish right, him as right, our but, guy. But that's, that's what I'm saying. But that's Dave Gettleman saying, I have to sign this guy. He couldn't let that guy walk away after giving up a third and a fifth. Uh-huh. So now it's, it's all about, okay, listen, Daniel, we, you got everything you need around you. Let's see that you can produce. 
But if they don't win that division, if they don't go to the playoffs, because everybody I think in that division has got a lot better. And yes, you know, this team competitively, and especially Nate Solder coming back and them convincing him to take a pay cut. Let's see if he can be with Thomas and give them two, you know, solid tackles on the outside so that Daniel won't get those strip uh, fumbles. Because that's usually where it happens. Pressure from the outside. He doesn't feel the pressure and he gets the ball stripped out of his little junior whopper hand. (laughs) So like we're going to see if Daniel Jones is the real deal. Right, this is put up a shut up year, and in year three, we'll see if he's worth that pick. Well, you're you're talking about one of the most highly criticized GMs and their draft moves over the past three years for Dave Gettleman. You talked yeah. about Saquon Barkley and all the different franchise quarterbacks that could have been taken in that draft. And I go back to how about Andrew Thomas? I mean, he was at left tackle that was supposed to be the guy, yeah. and look how the guys drafted after him have done. Like Wirfs, Beckham, Willis, they've done better, right? So yeah. I, I think Danny Dimes' future is tied into Dave Gettleman's because now you have Sterling Shepard, no Darius Slayton, you have Ingram, Ingram. You have you have all the weapons you need. A formidable defense. No excuses. It's either you rise to the challenge, or if you don't, Dave Gettleman will be gone. He's got to feel that way. There's no question. Um, but th- there is opportunity here with the Giants. Oh, I agree. I mean, they, I'm like, excited like, about like the We're move. looking at it from – it's such a typical New York take here, right? We're looking at it, what could go bad? Instead of looking at it to saying, I kind of like what they're building here. I mean, I, I really I do. I'm not a Giants fan, but I'm looking at what they've got. And if, if Saquon is healthy, Daniel Jones, he had that hamstring issue in the season. It was affecting him. There's no doubt about it. But you're just seeing the additions they make, the players coming back, the defense last year was a problem mm. early, but you know what, Bar? It did they get better later yes, in the did. year. Yeah, they yeah, added exactly. some good pieces. I'm I mean, just Blake get, Martinez was a nice addition to them yeah, last Bradbury. year. Bradbury, Bradbury's a beast, Agreed. and they, they they got a Dory. The draft has in. gone well for them as they, well they, at at yeah. certain points of the draft. Now, I know DeAndre Baker. That's one that it's, that's Logan a, Ryan was a leader a that they brought in. Yep. I think that they needed that type of leadership in there. But I, I, all all I'm saying is, is it enough? Right, because when you look at Dallas, and I just told you how Dallas can improve their defense and their offense is going to be crazy. You think about what Dak Prescott was doing, 500 yards, averaging 500 yards a game. Is that, de- that defense is great, but is it good enough to stop that productivity yeah. that Dallas is going to give them? Then, listen, the defending champs in that well, division is the Washington football team. I would say, well, vice versa, though. Dallas, they have to retool their defense, too. The, yeah, the but Giants' that, offensive scheme could give them a lot of issues, too. Though, but that seems like a shootout game. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying on the Washington football team Right, as well. so, like, the, the, the worst thing that, that you hate is to spend all this money and it's still not enough. Yeah. It would have been more than enough last year. But this year, you're going to have to be even better. So can Joe Judge motivate? Can he get these guys playing at a great level? And can he also get them to be able to execute in situational football? Because the, when, you, when you have an equally matched division, it comes down to execution. It comes down to game planning. I felt planning. they did that. Yeah. Comes down to I mean, I even the way he handled the whole Golden Tate no, situation. I, I, yes. yo, I mean, I get, that, that style of yes. discipline, I feel like, is now imposed into the culture of the yeah. Giants organization. I'm just saying, but Dan Quinn matters. Right sure. and to fix that defense, they had the talent. They just had the scheme. Mike Nolan's outdated. He he was on the last team with Atlanta that had a horrible team. Right, so you think about you know what team's going to pick it. It's going to be intriguing, right? But but it could cause Dave Gettleman a job if these guys don't live up to their contracts. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, Barton Hahn sitting in with uh, J. Will, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. We'll continue this conversation on the Giants because there are, it is a very curious they thing with in, this team where, where they are headed. Uh, but <laughs> also in NFL news, on Monday, attorney Tony Busby said he will submit affidavits and evidence from several women alleging inappropriate conduct and sexual assault by Deshaun Watson to the Houston Police Department and the Houston District Attorney. Busby also said he will request a grand jury to consider the evidence he provides. If a grand jury is called, it would then decide through witness testimony closed to the public 
whether there is enough evidence to succeed at trial and whether charges should be brought against Watson by the state of Texas. KJZ, Barton Hahn with Jay Will. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jeff Bowles joining us right now, the head coach of Ohio, knocking off Virginia, as you heard there on the call. Played Creighton today, a 13 seed, by the way. Can another one get to the Sweet 16? That's a 6 o'clock game, and he joins us right now. And My man, Jeff, what's up, brother? Congratulations, first and foremost. I appreciate it. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me on. So have you been watching – the rest of the tournament, I'm sure you, you've been catching up on it, although you're probably watching a ton of film, as, as coaches often do, and get their players ready. But you noticing the upsets, and, and is it a bit of a motivation to say, let's join that party in the Sweet 16? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that, that's what March Madness is about, right? Uh, the upsets, and, uh, you know, why not us? You know, what was it like getting such a monumental win over UVA, you know, while coaching your alma mater? Yeah, it's such a surreal feeling, you know, coming into uh, the NCAA tournament, that's every kid's dream. And that was my dream when I took over the job two years ago, uh, cut down the nets in Cleveland, come over to Indianapolis and you know, play a great team against uh, uh, Virginia. And uh, we knew it was going to be a low possession scoring game, They're the lowest tempo uh, team in the country. And I thought our guys did a great job of executing, you know, the last five minutes and made big time plays. JB, I've known you for a long time since your assistant coach days at Ohio State. Obviously, you've had a ton of experiences there. What experiences did you learn there that were, you know, were actually able to transition into the experience that you're having now with this Ohio team and how you helped them achieve this goal? You know, it's a little different, Jay. Being at Ohio State, you know, when, when you even if you lost a game late in the year, you're playing for seeding. You know, here at Ohio University, we had to win three games in three days to be able to get here. And I think the best thing our guys have done, they played loose, they played with a lot of confidence, and most importantly, they're having fun playing. Coach, I really love the story about Justin, uh, Jason uh, Preston because it's close to my heart. He likes to write, and that's something that I always love to do as well. He's also a terrific player. I can't say that I was that. But he's writing for a Pistons fan site. Bart, you'd love this, right? Big, big Pistons fan. And yet, he's also a really talented basketball player. Is it is it is it that type of player you like? Is is not only is he you know a good player, a hardworking player, and, and somebody that's dedicated to his game, but passionate about the sport in general to a point where you know I'm going to write a blog about my favorite team. You talk about the American story. Like his life is a movie, and if your viewers haven't heard about it, Google Jason Preston. You know, he was five years ago. He was six feet tall, 140 pounds. You know scored 52 points his whole senior year in high school. Hmm. And now he's on one of the biggest stages in America, you know, playing for a chance to go to the Sweet 16. And as good a player as he is, he's a better person. And uh, just we would not be here without him. Now, how are you keeping the, the kids focused and still loose at the same time as now, you know, they can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. They can see, you know, the opportunity to, to play in bigger games. How are you keeping them, you know, grounded and saying, okay, listen, this, as the stage gets bigger, you know, we just got to stay who we are. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point and the million-dollar question. Yesterday or the two nights ago when we came back from the win against Virginia, I told him, I said, hey, look, we can be cool, we can be comfortable, you know, we're going to get a lot of attention out of this, or we can understand what it took to get us here 
And, you know, that's playing with confidence, playing free, playing together. And, uh, you know, that's that's the thing we want to do going into tonight's game. Jeff, how do you beat Creighton? What's the strategy? Mm. Uh, what kind of things are, are you going to be looking to do defensively to slow down this team? Yeah, if you really look at the numbers, Jay, their, their offensive numbers and ours are very similar. You know, they got five guys in double figures. We have got five guys in double figures. They shoot 37% from three. We shoot 36.5% from three. You know, 18, 11, it's just turn. I can go on down the line. And it's, it starts with transition defense. Um, you know, we got to get back in transition. Can't give them wide open looks. They got four guys on the floor that can make threes. You know, that'll be a big part of our game plan. We're talking with Jeff Bowles, Ohio men's basketball coach, as they play Creighton later tonight. KJZ, Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will. So, Paul Mills, the head coach at Oral Roberts, said uh, that he's going to use the off day uh, to do laundry because <laughs> he ran out of clothes. <laughs> Did you pack light, and are you hoping to have to do some laundry yourself? Yeah, 100%. We came right from Cleveland on uh, you know, Sunday morning. And, you know, that's the thing with, with all this. And I give Dan Gavitt like, uh, a lot of credit for putting this all together and, and doing what they've been able to do. But, you know, we, we weren't able to celebrate with our families. Couldn't go back to Athens and celebrate on Court Street with our uh, peers. And, um, you know, we came straight here. But laundry, if you're doing laundry at this point in the, in the tournament, you're going to get that. <laughs> JB, what, what did you see in that game against Ohio State? Uh, obviously, or are you with, with, a, with a huge win there? Uh, what did you see there? Were you, were you shocked by that, just like we were? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, the thing about it is got to be better for 40 minutes. And anybody who's playing in this tournament right now is obviously pretty good. And if you're a mid-major uh, playing in this tournament – You've probably been winning, you know, a lot of games recently. And, you know, the Big Ten was a bloodbath. You know, who knows? I'm not sure how many are out right now from the Big Ten. But, you know, they beat up on each other. You know, you're excited to get to the uh, NCAA tournament to get away from everyone else. But uh, I was I was definitely surprised. So, Coach, I want to ask you this is, again, related to Ohio State, but something that I'm sure you as a coach and, and probably a lot of coaches right now might even be talking to their players about or just being aware of, and that is EJ Lydell, who received a lot of threats on social media from, uh, from I think, a couple of accounts uh, about Ohio State losing. And, and it's very serious enough for him to present it and bring it public. Do, do you guys, And, again, you're, you're in a situation where you're coaching kids, you're trying to win, you're trying to teach them things about winning, about persevering and all that stuff. And this is like a dark part of the world that, because of social media, can enter their minds. And you, the last thing you want is a distraction like that. Is it something that you would talk to your players about? Or is it something that you certainly want to keep – you, I, mean, I should say, you certainly want to keep an eye on it. But would you talk to your players about it because it's in the headlines right now? Yeah, I mean, it's something we've, we've talked about. And social media is good and bad. And if you look at it, these, these young people have so many distractions in their lives right now. And, you know, if you have a good game, you're the best. You're awesome. You know, thank you for being here. You have a bad game. You stink. Get out of here. Go kill yourself. You know, you don't belong here. And I don't care who you are. You know, a lot of these kids, they search their names. And the negative sits in there. But I think it does get out of control. Uh, it's something that it is a problem and uh, totally uncalled for. Are we getting mental health for some of these um, student athletes so they can learn how to deal with these things? And also, you know, just dealing with being in the pressure of playing basketball in the midst of a pandemic. We understand that they can't go out and celebrate and enjoy, you know, the, the typical joy that you would have of winning and having a huge win. How are you keeping their heads on straight? And are you guys trying to provide some type of assistance for them to be able to have the tools to be able to fight whenever they feel depressed? 
I'll be honest with you. That might be one of the biggest, you know, resources that is available right now. You know, forget the head coach, assistant coaches, you know, strength coach, trainer, you know, a mental health specialist. And, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, I've been through some things with uh, my family, but, you know, these young people, they're not living a normal college life. You know, they're, they're asked to, you know, be in their dorm room, social distance. We've been through two pauses where we've had multiple guys in a dorm room for a 10 day period and they can't leave. And, uh, you know, that's tough. I don't care who you are. And, you know, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, you know, a mental health specialist is just as important as anybody right now. Coach, we appreciate you. Thanks for giving us a few minutes today on a game day. Good luck today. We'll be rooting for you. Get that win, JB. Congrats. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, Jeff Bowles, Ohio men's basketball coach, another double-digit seed, a 13 seed, looking to join the party in the Sweet 16. Keyshawn, J. Will, Barton Hahn, hanging out with J. Will. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, when I was in college, I would check my phone all the time. I would go online. I'll be real with you. Like, yeah. if I would have a bad game, I would see my name my sophomore year, go down draft boards. I would see what people would have to say about me. And we didn't have social, social media the way they have it now. Yeah. And I wasn't isolated. I wasn't quarantining. I was allowed to be out and about amongst right. people. So if I was that way back then, and now yeah. you're telling me that young adults have to stay in their and room. they're stuck in their room. Yeah. You, know, you have a bad game, and you're, you're looking at your phone, which we all do anyway, scrolling yeah. through social media. You're going to go down this deep, dark hole. Well, your right. friends will send it to you. Look what they said about you, man. Look what yeah. they said. Like, don't or pay attention to it. Don't pay attention like to it. Well, you're that. paying yeah, attention to it. Yeah. Why are you telling me said, not to pay attention? Forget about what they yeah. said on ESPN.com. Well, what yeah. did they say on ESPN.com? Yeah, but, yeah my mama could argue with people on the line. Like, like Mom, I didn't even know. I don't check this stuff. They, they're arguing, and they bring it to your attention, and it just sends you down that rabbit hole that you don't want to go to. That's why I'm you know, concerned with these mental health issues that you, know, you have with these kids. But, Bart, it's one thing when somebody says, you suck, you're horrible. Yeah. Duke sucks, your school, like all that stuff, fine. Like people trash talk to me mm-hmm. every single day of my life. Er, put you over there in the corner. I'm not worried about you. But when you start saying things like, like you should die. Yeah. Or like, kill you or things, you're like, whoa, damn. Man, hold up, bro. You, okay, like now, now who are you? Yeah. Like yeah. as I see faces around me as these kids are on college campuses kicking it. Yeah. As we know, everybody has different protocols depending upon which states you're in. Yeah. Right? Texas wide open, right? Like, yeah. I don't know who you are. Are you coming at me? Like just even if people say, "Well, people don't really mean it. you." Don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You don't really mean that. Who the hell are you? Yeah, exactly. But but you know what else he said too that that catches my attention on this. It's the one thing about the social media negativity. It's another thing. But he said they couldn't even celebrate their conference championship. They go back to the room. Like you couldn't do it with the families. You had to just you had sure your team. And that's the fun part, right? Cam Crutwig, we're gonna he's gonna join us later in the show. That's the one thing I, I loved after the game. He said like the best the best of it is what we were doing after the game. Being on the court celebrating with teammates. That's the moment that matters the most to you as a player. Yeah. And so you got that. But there's also that how many players have we seen so far in this tournament after a big play? Look up in the stands. Their parents. They can't see them right now, but exactly. they point to them. Touch the heart. Like whatever it is, it's like at least you're there, but I can't enjoy this moment with you. Yeah, and if you yeah. think, well, they're in a nice hotel and they're getting fed and it's yeah, that's great. But there is that still that feeling like I, I, I can't even enjoy this with my right. family. I can't have this time with them. Yeah. That all will affect you. It is a lot of downtime. And as we know, you know, Boredom. that, that and, I don't and mind. Still you students start scrolling too, as well, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> they're still students. So, yes. I mean, I, I bet you they embrace the fact that they're able to just go out, be able to go work out. Uh, they, they probably love for practice to come so they can get out of their rooms and be around each other and kind of interact. That's I couldn't imagine. I, I don't know if I could do it. 
you know, I, I don't know. I would have to transfer to Florida or Texas so I can go do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> well, I mean, it is spring break down in Miami. They have an 8 p.m. curfew. Yo, yo. Let's yeah, see if that, yeah, if let's that, see that works, works out, out for Miami. Yeah, let's do a prop bet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> KJZ, Barton Hogg kicking it with Jay Will. So, you know, we'll continue this conversation with, with, Jay, with uh, Jay Billis who's going to join us next because, you know, that this is interesting. I'm sure he'll have a take on it, but also what's happening in the tournament so far. It's been exciting from the very start. We'll discuss that with Jay Billis, but coming up, uh, that's coming up next. But first, our Jay Will has this from DraftKings. This weekend's UFC 260 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at a huge cast prize. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe and secure, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. How nice is that? Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code KJZ to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code KJZ to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, and we'll be following all the teams making moves to be a title contender. Making moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Lewis has it. Turns, fires a three from the right corner. That's an air ball. Rebound tip. Still loose inside. It's over. It's over. Oral Roberts wins. Oral Roberts is going to the Sweet 16. 81-78 the final score. The 15 seed is among the final 16 remaining. What a game. What an effort by the Golden Eagles. They knocked out Ohio State in the first round and now have knocked off Florida. And that call, courtesy of 
Westwood One, NCAA Radio Network. And yes, Oral Roberts advances to the Sweet 16, the 15 seed, knocking off the 7 seed Florida, 81-78. So there will be at least four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16 for the third time since CD began in 1979. Seven teams have won outright as at least a seven-point underdog. That's the most through the round of 32 all-time and the second most in an entire tournament. Oral Roberts has the two biggest upsets of the tournament. On to the NBA. The Nets beat the Wizards 113-106. Blake Griffin made his Brooklyn debut. Get he got this. a dunk. He dunked the basketball. But he, he wasn't oh, confident about so it. Nice. You dunk like this, you swing, that means you barely He only it. had two damn points. That and, was, <laughs> and that was his two points. His first dunk, guy since December 12, <laughs> yeah. 2019. Oh, my goodness. That's only a span of 25 games where he didn't dunk, but, hey. You dunk, therefore you are, if you're Blake Griffin. He came off the bench for the first time in the regular season in his career. Two points tied for the fewest in his career. On to the NFL, the Rams agreed to terms with veteran wide receiver Deshaun Jackson on Sunday, 34-year-old receiver. Played just eight games over the last two seasons due to injuries, but over the last five seasons, Deshaun Jackson's average depth of target is 16.7 yards, second highest among receivers, with at least 150 Target Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. It's an instant gratification world. That's why Indeed has instant match. It searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver you people who fit your do- your job description right away. To learn more about all Indeed's greatest great hiring tools, visit indeed.com/credit. It's amazing what happens when you get a group of young men who believe. And these guys believed. Chicago Ramblers have upset Illinois. The Baylor Bears are on to the Sweet 16. We've already proved so many people wrong, so why not keep going? Game over. The Razorbacks are headed for the Sweet 16. I can't even tell you how bad I won. It's just, you know, a will to win. He looked us in our eyes and told us, you know, this is our game. we got to win. It's over. It's over. Oral Roberts wins. So I believe that we could win, and you know, we just came out victorious. Villanova puts on a clinic. They're off to the Sweet 16. The Oregon State Beavers turning the Sweet 16 into a double-digit dance party. The madness began fast and furious on Friday. It continued through the weekend, continues today with more games. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will, and let's bring in Jay Billis on the Goodyear Hotline. Is brought to you by Wendy's. Proud sponsor of the 2021 John R. Wooden Men's and Women's Player of the Year. Jay, let's, if we could, let's begin with this E.J. Lydell story that we've been talking about throughout the show. Uh, and, and just, again, how should the NCAA, we know the school is backing the kid, as they should, but what about the NCAA, how they should handle these threats and, and the social media attacks that he had to deal with? Well, I don't, I don't know. It's necessarily an NCAA issue. I mean, everybody sh- should support EJ Liddell and, and any person that gets uh, you know, physical threats, any sort of threats, uh, whether it's on the internet or social media or, or whatever. And I think the right thing to do was to alert the authorities to it and make sure they can follow up on it. Uh, but we should all, you know, speak up and say this is wrong. 
I don't know that it's necessarily for the association to do something about. They've got enough time, uh, difficulty making sure that they, they they treat women the right way with the way they they you know do their tournaments, and uh, and that's within their purview and something they should be concentrated on. But I think I think we can all speak up that that this is the wrong way to to behave, and and the authorities should step forward and and, and do their jobs here too. JB, uh, we were having a spirited debate this morning about Porter Moser, uh, the head coach of Loyola Chicago, with the success he's had at that university, getting them to a Final Four, winning their conference multiple times. Can he build Loyola Chicago into a Gonzaga-like program? What are the odds, obviously, for a guy like that to stay at a position at Loyola Chicago instead of taking one of these bigger jobs like a Marquette or potentially getting offered an Indiana job? It depends, Jay, what he wants to do with his coaching career. Uh, you know, you've you've heard this and probably said this yourself. Don't mess with Happy. If he's happy at Loyola, stay there. Uh, Loyola is certainly paying more money to keep him. Will they pay as much as Indiana or some other places? Uh, probably not. But that's true of a, a number of jobs. I mean, I'm not sure that Loyola is going to be able to do what Gonzaga has done because you can, you're gonna, they're going to have to throw a lot of money at that. Like Gonzaga has been traveling private for a long time and built facilities and all that stuff. If Loyola wants to do that, they can do it. But it's going to take money to do that uh, and a significant amount, amount of it. But I think the, the, the point for me, you know, not, not just what – Porter's going to do because that's that's uh, an individual decision he's got to make about his career. I mean, the trend has been take the bigger job, take more money. It's easier to win it all at a at a power five school, and that's true. But uh, the way they play is something that I think other teams and other coaches should take note of, especially the way they defend. Uh, you know, they they do they do such a good job. A lot of teams switch, but but uh, Loyola switches up into you to take something away, and they do it consistently. And Loyola makes you finish tough twos without overhelping. Like a lot of defenses try to take away everything. They don't. They're, 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 gonna, they're not coming off a corner shooter ever, ever. And, and they're not going to let you play drive and kick and overhelp where the help really doesn't do all that much. It's just for show. And then kick it to an open shooter and they're taking step in threes. So they, they, they really beat – uh, Illinois with scheme and Illinois never really adjusted. That, that was the thing that amazed me was, was that both on offense and defense, but uh, uh, I, I couldn't believe that, that Illinois didn't guard Cameron Crutwig and they just let him, it, it, it would be the equivalent of football of, you know, a defense saying, well, let's not rush the passer. Let's let the passer just see if they can find somebody. And we'll just cover all the receivers. That didn't make any sense to me, but, but, um, you know, Illinois was a great team. They just had a really bad day, a really bad day. And you give a lot of credit to, to Loyola for that because they forced that bad day. Was Loyola and Chicago misseeded? Because I know they were, when it came out, they were eight. I, I thought they were more along the lines of a, a five or a six seed, JB, just because of the defensive efficient, efficiency by Kim Palm had them the best in the country. And with the way they had played, they seem like they're way better than the eight seed. They, well, they they are way better than an eight seed, but it depends, Jay, how how the committee's going to look at this stuff. So, if you're going to look at their schedule, you'd say, well, they didn't play that many high value games. They didn't they didn't win that many against that many high value teams. But I do think you have to take a look at analytics, and and KenPalm.com is is probably the the most recognized. There are a whole bunch of them, whether it's Synergy or whatever. 
but they're, they're ranked in the top 10 all year. Now, unless you think that's some kind of anomaly, a team that went to the Final Four in 2018 and still has two of those players, the, you know, Lucas Williamson and Cameron Crutwig, both of whom are, are really good players, and they've got outstanding defenders. Like, that's not, that's not fluky. Now, whether you say six or four, like the analytics say they should have been a three or four. Um, but they, the, the, the committee did misseed a, a fair amount of teams. I didn't think it was crazy, but like BYU wasn't a six. And, you know, we could talk about some others that I think were, were wrong. What, what, what really I think happened was on Selection Sunday, uh, and I know this happened with me, we were all so happy to have a bracket. We didn't really pick it apart like we normally would. So we, did, we gave the committee a little bit of a break. But, but to me, the, the, at the end of the day, whether they were a four or whatever, Illinois shouldn't have had to play them in the second game. But it doesn't matter when they play them. Illinois was a one. They shouldn't have lost to them at all. And, uh, and that, that's sort of the issue for Illinois. When you look at some of these upsets, like we had a bunch of double-digit seed upsets. So I think nine double-digit seeds won, won games. And a few of them, a couple of them have won more, or three of them have won more than one game, which is a, a bit unusual. But five of those nine are major conference, power five teams. And so I don't really count those as like major upsets to have Syracuse, you know, and, and Maryland and all that stuff winning games. Uh, the, the real upsets are like Oral Roberts when North Texas won. Abilene Christian is a 14 beating Texas. And they have, a, they have an opportunity to beat, beat UCLA, who's another double-digit seed that I don't think. I don't think that's an upset if UCLA beats, you know, beats somebody. Uh, you know, when UCLA beat BYU, that's not an upset. That was, they were the favorite uh, in Vegas. <laughs> so the, these Power 5 double-digit seeds, th- those aren't upsets. The real upsets are the little guys. KJZ talking with Jay Billis, Barton Hahn sitting in with Jay Will. So, so I guess who is the most dangerous team left then, Jay, uh, in this field? The most dangerous team in the field? Well, it's Gonzaga is the best team. But if, if you're talking about among the teams that, you know, weren't favored to get to a Final Four, uh, I, think, I think it's Loyola. Um, you know, that whole bracket. So the, mid, the Midwest region – uh, has our, you know, they lost so many of the top teams. So, so they've got Houston left, then Loyola as the eight, and they've got an 11 in Syracuse, a 12 in Oregon State. I mean, you know, like, look, I, I think Houston can, can, Houston can beat everybody left, but I kind of favor Loyola to make the Final Four now after that bracket just exploded because Houston, uh, they're a great defensive team. They're, they're, one of the, they're the best offensive rebounding team left. It was them in North Carolina all season long as far as getting sec- you know, high-value second shots. So I do favor Houston to win uh, their next game against Syracuse, but it's, it's difficult to go against that zone. The problem is Syracuse doesn't rebound out of it as well as they, they have in the past. Um, but, but Loyola plays in such a way that I think they're going to be very, very difficult to beat and I actually favor them as an eight seed to, to get out of there. Just getting started. Jay Billis, we appreciate you. Thanks for the time. Thanks, JB. Thank you. All right. So are we uh, about to get the Philly special sequel? Wouldn't that be amazing? That's next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80. The Eagles just ended a quarterback controversy by agreeing to trade Carson Wentz. Would they really invite another one by drafting a QB sixth overall this April? Would you take a quarterback there to compete with Hurts? Absolutely. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. He deserved an Emmy, man. Or was it an Oscar for what he did in um, Charm City, that movie? Straight to DVD, by the way. It's a series, though, right? <laughs> Straight to DVD. <laughs> Charm City. <laughs> It's a dope series, by the way. Yeah, Should check it out. In for no, no, the movie. Oh, the movie. Yes, in okay. with Jay Will. That's so great. Barches, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you never know where. I was it's so going. hyped. The music had me <laughs> bouncing. Like I'm like, all right, this is the energy I need, and you just <laughs> DJ Killer Groove. Put <laughs> me right down. <laughs> I mean, he, he gave me inspiration well, that I could be an actor. Well, let, let's <laughs> well let's kill a little more groove if you're in Philly, <laughs> is or, or maybe not the return of uh, or the potential return. Of Nick Foles. According to Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN NFL insider, the Eagles are currently involved in talks with the Bears about a possible trade for the Super Bowl MVP. And, I mean, the idea, they they originally were going to use Foles to trade for Carson Wentz. That obviously didn't happen as he went to the Colts. But now Fowler believes there's still a chance that Foles could return to where his statue is outside the building and he'll never have to pay for a drink for the rest of his life. Here's Fowler uh, on SportsCenter talking about it. I wouldn't take a Nick Foles Philadelphia reunion off the table right now because a few weeks ago when Chicago was looking to get Carson Wentz, they included Nick Foles in a potential package to Philadelphia. Now, Wentz ultimately went to Indianapolis, but those talks had been ongoing. They're in place. All they would have to do this week is revive them. Philadelphia is looking for a high-level backup, somebody to come in and support Jalen Hurts. Meanwhile, Chicago is just looking to dump some salary right now. They're in some cap problems. Uh, Nick Foles carries a 6.6 cap hit that they could get off their books, and I eventually think he'll be traded. Philadelphia is an option for him. Fine, Chicago. You want to dump salary? Go dump that stuff somewhere else. (laughs) Don't you dump that on a first-year head coach and then bring in Nick Foles back to a situation where last year – you just had a situation where your two quarterbacks are going against each other. And Jalen Hurts end up running Carson Wentz out of town. No more Doug Peterson. No more Super Bowl champion head coach. Now you want to bring Nick Foles, a guy back to the same situation where he has a statue. A statue outside the stadium. As soon as Jalen Hurts has a bad game, what do you think fans are going to be doing? They're going to start cheering his name. Yep. Sir, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, bring him back. Why do you want to create that type of tension for your young quarterback? 
when you should be building pieces around him. I know you need a backup quarterback, but if, if wait for Marcus Mariota. Go after a Marcus Mariota. Why am I trying to go after Nick Foles? Hello, we I'm here. play to win the game. Nick Foles is helping you win games. I saw that play out in Chicago. How'd that work out? Listen, Tricky Nicky is something different in Philly. Come on, man. That's why wherever he go, he get the free whiz-whiz. He get <laughs> extra for whiz-whiz wherever he goes. Listen, you want a guy that can come in and be a professional. Did you see their coach's first uh, press conference? He need all the help he can damn get. <laughs> he might need to go and go to say, that you know what? Today's not your day, Jalen. I got to put in a veteran. This guy's going to come in cool, cool, calm, and collect. Listen, Nick Foles understands that it's over for him. He understands that he's a journeyman. He's going to be that veteran backup. He can make $10 million a year for the next 20 years and, and, and catch up with the McConnells of the world and, and grab him an extra $100 million on the way out. But listen, right now, he is the best option because you got to understand, what if the young guy struggles? Right, listen, he was able to play okay last year. Right. But what's going to happen is now all these defensive coordinators has a, had an opportunity to try and to break him down and see what he doesn't do well. Right. They still couldn't protect him last year. So it may become a point in the season where you might have to tell him to take a damn seat. And listen, you're a second round draft pick. This, this, this job isn't guaranteed to you. What you don't want to have is have a young, young quarterback that doesn't feel like he has anybody pushing him. Right, that gets comfortable. Right, we saw that a lot with Mark Sanchez. He had guys that you knew that if you struggled, you weren't gonna get put out the game. Right, I witnessed it with Kyle Bowler. I watched Kyle Bowler have eight turnovers, eight turnovers. We didn't have anybody to go to to go save him from himself, and we lost by two. You'll lose your team that way. But Bar, I I, I know you need somebody to kind of help you navigate. You want Marcus and, Mariota and, and push? You don't want that smoke. Marcus Mariota still thinks he's a damn starter, well, so he's not gonna support Jalen Hurts. But that's but that's on an even basis though. That's not even like go ahead and fight for it. Like I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's the past history for Nick Foles for me, right? It's the fan bases that will get behind Nick Foles because of what he's been yeah. able to bring to Philadelphia. He brought them a Super Bowl, yeah. but like, they but and, they know he's you, a prize. I know, but but he if you bring in Marcus Mariota, he could potentially be your future. If Marcus Mariota gets in there and he get, and he takes a hold of, then he, they're going to be saying, "Man, well, we like Marcus. Same skill set. A guy like Nick Foles is going to teach him the ropes about struggling because Nick has been in the highest highs and the lower lows. He went from winning the Super Bowl." Philly special to get late. He got his job ran from a dude with Levi jeans shorts on, man, with moose knuckle everywhere, <laughs> Wait, man. Let me ask Come you this question. You actually think that Nick Foles believes that he can't be that quarterback again? I think he's he's comfortable in his own skin. See, now. I think he's I think like, he, I made plenty of money. I got money from the Rams. I got money from from KC. Saved my my career. I went and got paid and doubled down in Jacksonville, and then I'm and I'm still in money at this point. But see, I think I'm when good. he co- I think when he comes back to Philadelphia, if that happens, zzz, give him that electric uh, that electric shot. Oh, I. I Hey, I could be the guy again. This is where I was able to accomplish the biggest oh, feat of them sorry. all. We're, that's we're, why we're, we're protecting Jalen Hurts' feelings. No, no, I'm no. I'm so sorry. I'm not, we're not about that. Nice no. it's honestly, Bart, I don't think it's about that. And let, let me just jump in here because that was a spirit of debate. I love it. But I, I just, here's, again, the perspective from the, the ugly media guy. I'll be that guy because okay. that's what we do. We're cynics. And we look at this and say, well, what are we doing here? Is this sort of like let's bring back a guy everybody likes because right now we got a lot of negative press. Let's bring in somebody that everybody likes that we can associate with. The owner loves him. Obviously, Roseman, like you did something great for us. Let's bring him in. Nobody's saying that he's going to be the starter, but the threat of it's always going to be there for that, for the fact that he is so popular, that he did something that no quarterback in the history of the franchise could do, which is win a Super Bowl game. He did that. So when you have him in the room, 
That problem or that potential problem exists whether or not he thinks he could be a starter. It doesn't matter what he thinks. It matters what everybody outside you, thinks, creating that noise. That's all I'm saying. Have you seen You're Nate Sudfeld? the noise. Have you seen Nate Sudfeld? The Giants got, probably got him on the most wanted list. <laughs> like, yo, like we see this dude, we owe him a talking to because they, they, they tanked the game. It was tanking. It was considered tanking with their current backup. Their own go players Go get me Joe Flacco. It. Right, right. Go get Joe Flacco. Well, Flacco's visiting. Yeah, he's right? visiting. You can go visit a lot of places. <laughs> Just because he's visiting, don't mean he's going to buy a permanent residence there. He, he, he's visiting. He, Joe Flacco is going to have options, right? So, I mean, listen, and, and from Chicago's standpoint, they can't have an undecided leader there either. So they need to decide because if you, have, if you have Andy Dalton there, if you have Nick Foles there, then it's going to be confusion about who deserves to play. You need to have somebody say, this is our guy until we find a better guy. Right now, you know, you think about Dalton, you think about Foles, it's the same player. Right, you you just a guy that's just a a, a placeholder. Why I'm do I say like go ahead? Go, go ahead. as soon as Jalen Hurts has one bad game, mm-hmm. damn straight, that's going to start. And that's what that's what's going don't to have start. a bad game. Is that what you're saying, Bart? Don't step have a bad your, game. Step your game up, right? Mm-hmm. Pressure yeah. pressure makes diamonds, right? Look, look, still sharp and still. I, just feel like, I don't think that's going to bother Jalen Hurts. I think he's competitive, and I think he's well, he's proven. a guy's got his spot ran already. He's already so done he's it used to it. But what I'm saying is different when it's just somebody else that you feel like you're an even playing field with instead of somebody like Nick Foles that has all this history that's going to be additive to that. Right, okay. Well, again, I, I feel like they're a year away from a rebuild anyway. This is just A year away of, from a year away? A year away from a year away. That, that's where they are. But they have that Super Bowl ring, and if you're a fan. What, what do they do if they draft a quarterback too? No doubt about that. I mean, you take it when you're going to have troubled years come up after that. Two GMs in one city. Whose seat is hotter? We'll get to that next. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app.